First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Let's say hello to a very patient Cordell Stewart. Join us tomorrow for NFL No Huddle. We'll be joined by a pair of former quarterbacks with strong opinions, DJ Shockley, Sean Salisbury. Cordell, let's start with the game we just departed. If you are Pete Carroll and your kicker, Blair Walsh, missed three field goals in the first half, are you cutting that kicker tomorrow? Well, I'll tell you what, you will have a strong conversation with him as if you want to cut him. Uh, because if there is someone on reserve that you can bring in, I would do that because that, to me, uh, is somewhat the outcome of this football game. You're just that short because you can't have every every part of the game to participate in a game such as this one. I mean, it was one of those tough, hard-fought games that we've seen from the Washington Redskins. They finally end up pulling out with a little help because of the inability of the field goal kicker to make the field goals. But, you know, I'll go back to a few more things. I mean, even on that deep throw – uh, to Dotson uh, in the latter part of that game, when you saw Shaquille Griffin actually covering him, what about the awareness of not understanding that you didn't touch him when he caught the football and you're standing around looking around as if, you know, he either, it was an incomplete pass or you just didn't know what heck, the heck was going on. But luckily for Brandon McDonald, Big Doggle, uh, for being able to be smart and heads up at the free safety position coming over to touch him down at the one-yard line. But th- those are some of the deficiencies I see this Seattle's football team having. Uh, while being able to play tough football till the bitter end and, and depending on Russell Wilson to get it done, uh, this offensive line, let alone this running game, and this defense that gave up so much against this Washington football team made me feel as if this, this Seattle Seahawks team is, is not really playing as sound as we thought they could or even – having their grasp on the NFC West when it comes down to being a better team in that division because we know the Rams is playing some outstanding football right now. You know, Cordell, we got a chance to see Ezekiel Elliott play today, and we know his ongoing you know, litigations with the, the league and what he adds to Dak Prescott in that offense and why Jerry is trying to do everything he can to keep Ezekiel Elliott in the Dallas Cowboys uniform. Now, with that being said, we don't know what's going to happen after uh, today. But looking at the two backs that they have currently on uh, their roster, uh, Morris and McFadden, no Ezekiel Elliott can this Dallas Cowboys team do enough to compete with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think so. I think this defense – Fletcher Cox and company is, is playing outstanding football. We saw the three-headed monster, and that's not including the quarterback, play outstanding in the backfield uh, for this football team. And that's with uh, Jay Ajayi getting a touchdown and running the football very well to Clements, uh, also being a part of it uh, coming out of the backfield with LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, they've added uh, Jay Ajayi to, the, to, this, to this offense that really made their offense that much more potent. And when you look at the quarterback and Carson Wentz, I mean, he's as efficient – as it gets when it comes down to playing football. And you mentioned we talked about the the running game for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they held, what, this entire offense with 35 yards with the Denver Broncos and and just gave this defense complete hell, seriously, when it came down to whatever they wanted to do offensively, whatever they wanted to do defensively, they did it at will. And I think this is probably one of the best performances of the year. But if they had to play against Dallas, had to play against Philadelphia right now, I don't care how good Dallas would play. Philadelphia will beat them. I mean, because Philadelphia has been, has been playing physical football over the last few weeks. 
Like, I haven't seen any other team play physical football this year so far. And I mean, the thing is, is they're consistent at what they do and how they're playing right now. And, and when you have that type of football being played and you have your quarterback just playing lights out, being able to put up four touchdowns, I mean, he put up four touchdowns in his game. Again, Jay Ajayi finished with 77 yards. Um, Brock Osweiler, I think he just was a product of uh, needing to get out on the football field and playing well. But overall, this team has just not been able to play well. 51 points being put up on this team. I think the last time this may have happened to the Denver Broncos defense was, what, 2010. Uh, but right now, Philadelphia is the best football team in the National Football League. Hands down. Defensively, they're physical. Offensively, they're also physical. Special teams that give you good plays. The quarterback is not afraid. He plays with a ton of, of, of confidence. And everybody's just feeding off of everyone. I mean, it's, it's just a joy to watch the Philadelphia Eagles play that type of football to where whatever they to choose to do and how they need to mix it up, they could do it on offense and defense. Taking you around the league with our good friend Cordell Stewart. Join us tomorrow, NFL No Huddle. 4 p.m. Eastern. Hope you join us every weekday among our scheduled guests tomorrow. DJ Shockley, Sean Salisbury, as we go under center with a pair of former NFL quarterbacks. Cordell is the pride of New Orleans. So, partner, how much you buying your Saints? They pounded Tampa Bay. They got some help. Jameis Winston couldn't play the second half. Now the Saints have won six consecutive games. Yeah, I mean, it, they're, they're playing really good. I was talking to one of my buddies back at home. And uh, I heard his son in the bas- background ask me, he said, Dad, they won six in a row. He said, yeah, they won six in a row. Boy, they're about to lose six in a row right after that. And I was like, wow. No, this defense is really playing good, and it's the cliche conversation about every football team when it's all said and done. But when you think about the New Orleans Saints and how bad it's been for them defensively, the way they got after it on defense, uh, I-, I thought it was tremendous. Um, end up holding Jameis Winston uh, to-, to nothing. Uh, end up holding, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick to nothing, maybe, what, one touchdown, but nothing to really brag about at all. Uh, I I think they're really playing some good football, and anytime you can get the football back uh, to your team, however you need to do it, whether it's one, two, three, and out, and you give it to that offense that's capable of doing great. I mean, look at these numbers, 22 or 27. That's pretty darn impressive by QB, and the running game was really good. Uh, Kamara as well as Ingram. Solid. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, as a, as a New Orleans native, outside of how they got it done, to see this team tear off six games in a row, now at the top of that division. Um, right now, it looks as if this is going to be the tough team to beat, but we did see Carolina handed to the Atlanta Falcons, which I said they would. This is what I've been saying about the Atlanta Falcons. They just don't know how to play good football. They want to blame it on Coach Sarkeesian and saying that he's the problem because his play calling is, is, is not as good as it was last year. But to me, it's the same results as last year. Went up, went up by points or, or, or doing well, it just can't finish. And the same thing with Coach Sarkeesian. It's the same thing. It was before both these offensive coordinators and Kyle Shanahan and Coach Sarkeesian. They just hadn't been able to finish football games or just put it together on a consistent basis. So if you want to call it a Super Bowl hangover, I say I think they were hungover before they got to the Super Bowl and after it, <laughs> to be honest with you. They've been hungover, if you ask me. I've been in here sitting in this city watching the mess and everybody's getting hunkadory and excited about how good the team is playing. The problem's been they hadn't been able to finish anything. And look at them. They sit up here. We had Cam Newton saying that he don't want to come back this summer and have to deal with all the bragging that takes place with this 
this Atlanta Falcons team. So he got that accomplished and saw him walk into the locker room saying, Greg Olson, wait till I get my main target back. I mean, the guy's feeling pretty good. He's excited. But the Atlanta Falcons, they just suck. They're not playing good football at all. I hope somebody here in Atlanta does ask me about what I think about the Falcons. I'm saying, you've watched that mess over the last few weeks. What do you think about it? Oh, hold on. Got to go, unfortunately. Cordell, I'm save sorry. that passion and energy. We do it tomorrow. We do it every weekday. You have 15 hours to vent. Have a great night, partner. I'll chat with you tomorrow on NFL No Huddle. Congrats, Nick's on the baby, bro. Congrats. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.